What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And uh, let's jump right in. Joe Joyce, Joseph Parker uh, in Manchester. Uh, and in uh, Manchester was witness to, in my opinion, to this point, one of the absolute best heavyweight fights that 2022 has produced. Um, yeah, I, I said it. I mean, we got Daniel Dubois traveling to a small arena in the U.S., taking the title from Trevor Bryan earlier this year. We had the year kickoff with uh, King Kong and uh, Charles Martin's fight, uh, New Year's. Uh, King Kong and Andy Ruiz just went at it. And that was a hell of a back and forth fight that I think Luis Ortiz would have pulled out on the scorecards if there were no knockdowns during that fight. Uh, and Andy Ruiz came out victorious. Of course, Anthony Joshua suffered back to back defeats against, against, um, Alexander Usyk. And, uh, so we've seen some big fights, fights that have garnered a lot of attention, fights that have produced big numbers by way of pay-per-view or tickets, uh, gate sales, uh, you name it. But these are the roots, the uh, down to the roots, the up and coming fighters, the fighters making a name for themselves, even though they are, they have a pretty big fan base. But Manchester was witness to one of the absolute best heavyweight fights, in my opinion, this year, hands down. Fans that were in attendance were not just Joe Joyce fans or Joseph Parker fans, not just uh, some of them were there for Amanda Serrano, some of them were there for Sarah McFood, uh, you name it. But the fans... I think the majority of fans that were present there were true boxing fans and some of the more nostalgic uh, fans that that have been longtime heavyweight boxing fans. That's usually what garners the smaller cards, even though it's a big card and it was televised. It's still considered somewhat smaller when you put it in the level of what we just witnessed in the last few weeks. Uh, of course, the Joshua Usyk, uh, what we witnessed with Canelo Golovkin. Uh, these are big, big fights. And we're coming off a strong weekend where Shakur Stevenson just had his big, uh, his big homecoming in Newark and, uh, in what was a one-sided victory and an amazing performance once again by Shakur over Robson Consensao. I bring that up because Shakur Stevenson shook up two divisions. This just in less than 48 hours this past week shook up two divisions, misses weight at the scales gets stripped of his WBC and WBO 130-pound titles. The titles are on the line for Consensao alone. And if Shakur wins, they would be vacant. That's exactly what happened. Robson in his second uh, major title um, fight of his career, uh, his challenging for a major title and comes up short. Shakur Stevenson wins, of course, victorious in impressive fashion. Titles are now vacant. Come Saturday... In the undercard of Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce, we had one uh, Michael McNessie uh, fighting Anthony Kasechi. And that fight ended up being a good back-and-forth battle. It was very entertaining uh, to watch both fighters with very good records. And Anthony Kasechi ends up getting out with the uh, split decision victory over McNessie and is now crowned the IBO Super Featherweight Champ. So in that same division at 130, now we have Hector Luis Garcia with the WBA after he detroned Roger Gutierrez. Uh, we have Joe Cordina. Uh, he's going to be in action uh, here later this year. Uh, and he's the one that became the champion, started calling out Shakur Stevenson after his, uh, his dethroning of Kenichi Ogawa. And now we have Anthony Casacci with one of the smaller version titles, the IBO, which is definitely out there doing the rounds. You're going to hear that title again here shortly when we talk about Amanda Serrano. But the IBO title is 
recognized by boxers. It's definitely an additional belt, an additional title that that boxers could put around their waist. And some of the biggest names have had that title, including right now, Oleksandr Usyk has that title as he uh, lifted it from Anthony Joshua in the original fight, and he just defended that title again. Nonetheless, the IBO is not one of the four major sanctioning bodies, which are the WBC, WBO, IBF, and WBA. He's the IBO title, uh, the IBO title holder now, uh, Anthony Casacci, and we'll see what he does. He's got to get himself into a big fight, uh, either with the winner of the Joe Cordina fight that's coming up, or try to get himself against uh, an Oscar Valdez, who still campaigns there, try to get himself against maybe a, a Chris Colbert, or what have you, but he's got to get in there to to try to try to get a, a bigger name title, and that's what the IBO does. It gets you notoriety, and uh, and it gets you into into the top echelon of the of the division. So congratulations to Anthony Casacci. Of course, Amanda Serrano is a fight that I mentioned that I was looking forward to seeing, and when she got added to this card, uh, and uh, she was going to be putting her titles on the line against Sarah McFood's IBF title uh, for the featherweight division. Four titles on the line, three major sanctioning body titles, the IBF and Amanda's WBC WBO were on the line. And it was a big unification bout. And of course, Amanda had the IBO title. Here we go mentioning it again. She had the IBO title and that was on the line as well. So it was a unification for three of the major sanctioning body titles and the IBO was also on hand. Amanda Serrano found herself in with tough competition. Sarah McFood, uh, not a not a big volume puncher, but has a very stiff jab. And you could see as Amanda Serrano was uh, was marked up by the end of the fight. She had she had some bruising, some marks, some scrapes on her face, but no major cuts. Uh, and Amanda Serrano, of course, the volume puncher, the combination puncher, puts her punches very very well together, very quick. And uh, and she was not just putting pressure on Sarah McFood, but was countering very beautifully whenever Sarah would try to attack. Sarah found herself on the bike most of the time, um, on her back foot, and and fighting along the ropes and trying to stay away from uh, from Serrano's attack. Uh, she started picking it up down the line uh, around the ninth and tenth round, but Amanda was too much, and uh, and she walks away with a unanimous decision win and unifies. The 126-pound division with one title remaining to uh, to get being the WBA title. Uh, and then we move on to the main event. And this is where I started the, the podcast with, uh, this episode with. And yes, I'm saying it and I really feel it. This was one of the best heavyweight boxing fights uh, of this year because of the implications behind it, which were not as big. Nonetheless, it was a big opportunity for both of these fighters the more seasoned Joseph Parker, as far as professional uh, boxing goes, even though he's a younger of the two, the more seasoned boxer, and uh, and implications of him getting himself uh, a title, at least hands on a version of a title. And Joe Joyce, the ascension and the surge of Joe Joyce, as he's making a name of him, a name for himself, even though he's at a later stage in his life at 37, but he's been knocking on all doors, telling, basically showing. Uh, and displaying his talents, letting everybody know I'm somebody to re- to be reckoned with in this heavyweight division, and I need the big names. He's been calling them out with something like this, a performance like he put on yesterday. You cannot ignore this man. Joe Joyce, if he performs like this, he would give, in, in any future fight, he will give problems to anybody. 
He will give problems to Deontay Wilder with as much pressure as he put on Joseph Parker. He will give problems to Anandi Ruiz. He will give problems to Tyson Fury because he boxes similar to Tyson Fury. Similar angles, similar pressure. Not as much pitter-patter as Tyson Fury does because he gets you off your game with pitter-patter and then lands the big hooks or the big uppercuts. Joe Joyce is just all pressure all the time. It started from round one. And the the difference maker here is that both of these fighters were throwing with everything they had. Joe Joyce is very heavy-handed, and I, and I was saying it on the preview episode. He's a heavy-handed boxer who tends to deliver a lot slower than what Joseph Parker has. That wasn't the case yesterday. He was delivering heavy, heavy leather and, and it was being very efficient and very accurate. He was landing very, very good and very clean to where it completely disrupted the game plan of Joseph Parker, found him stepping backwards often that basically throughout most of the fight and hurting Joseph Parker at that. So Joseph Parker found himself in a position where he was throwing suppressive fire. He was throwing with everything he had to get Joe Joyce to back up and respect his power and hopefully change the rhythm of the fight. And he landed some big, big punches on Joe Joyce, but they were too too far in between, too little. Uh, And Joe Joyce just continued the pressure from beginning to end. And this fight ended in a knockout and one of the best knockouts of the year. Uh, and he ended up catching him, even though they reported that it was a left, uh, left hook to the chin. Go back and look at the highlight, go back and look at the replay and in slow motion. And he lands this clean on the temple from, from the cheek, the right side of Joseph Parker's cheek to the temple. And it just whiplashed his, uh, his head to where his eyes rolled to the back of his head. And it was a nasty fall to Joseph Parker. No way he was going to answer the bell, even though he tried valiantly tried to get up, but it was too little too late. Uh, Joe Joyce with the amazing knockout and he sends a message to the entire top echelon of the heavyweight division. He has announced his arrival finally. And you have Daniel Dubois with a small version of the WBA uh, title right there knocking on the door of Alexander Usyk. That's a former foe of Joe Joyce and someone who Joe Joyce not only beat, but ended up hurting uh, as he hurt his, uh, his orbital bone. You have Tre- uh, Joe Joyce now with the WBO interim title. So he has a claim uh, to make a fight with Alexander Usyk. And then you got your Dillian Whites. You have your Andy Ruiz's. You still have Luis Ortiz, who tends to give a tough test to anybody out there. You have Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius, who are going to be uh, fighting here soon uh, next month. And, uh, and so you got a lot of big names out there still. You got a lot of big names and a lot of potential fights, but of course, Joe Joyce and Alexander Usyk had that famous fight dating back to their to their amateur days, and it's a fight that people have been asking for and hoping that Joe Joyce would build up to to be able to get himself a spot against Alexander Usyk, and uh, and so we could see a rematch of that, and it looks like it's just around the corner now. It's just a matter of time, especially especially because Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua seem to be in contested talks. Reports and uh, you got back and forth reports saying that they have come to an agreement, that they have agreed to all terms, but now it's the money talk. You have conflicting reports saying that now the talks are over, that the talks have hit, uh, uh, have stalled. And Tyson Fury going on social media, just going on rants about Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua. Uh, and it's almost like he's putting pressure on them to just 
come to an agreement and something's holding that fight up. Supposedly, it's going to happen at the end of the year in December. If that fight happens, Oleksandr Usyk went on social media and announced that there's three fights that he's seeking. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and a, excuse me, a super fight, catchweight fight with one Canelo Alvarez. Since Canelo was dabbling with the idea of challenging Macabu at cruiserweight, well, that's Alexander Usyk's old uh, old division, one that he dominated and, and was the undisputed champ at. And he's entertaining the idea of doing some type of mega fight, catchweight style fight with Juan Canelo Alvarez, both in similar stages of their career, um, respectively. So even though he said that on social media, he still has these titles and he's not going to have a dance partner very, very possible that we could see Alexander Usyk and Joe Joyce if Fury and Joshua does end up happening with Wilder fighting towards the end of the year. We're not going to see Wilder fight again in December with the, with the middle October date. So with Robert Hellenius and who knows what damage he'll take on that one or how he'll look on that one. So it would make sense that Usyk and Joe Joyce is very feasible that it could get made and it would make sense for that fight to happen. It would be a big fight. It would be uh, one that would garner a lot of attention and uh, and high ticket sales. Why not? Let's make it. If the other two are wasting time or not wasting time, but trying to get into a big mega fight for the UK in Fury and Joshua, let Alexander Usyk and Joe Joyce have their long-awaited rematch, this time in the professional ranks uh, rather than the amateur. And this is a an original match, a rematch from dating back to their amateur days, of course. Great, great fight. Impressive showing by Joe Joyce. This Joe Joyce, that version of the juggernaut will cause headaches to anybody. Go back and watch that fight and you let me know if you think otherwise. And Joseph Parker is just your, uh, your traditional professional. You can't knock him. Don't, I don't want to hear critics saying that he's past his prime, that he's, he's young. He's still young and he's got a really good record. This is not only the third loss for Joseph Parker, but it did, this is his first loss by stoppage. Joe Joyce becomes the first man to stop Joseph Parker and his and hands him his third defeat. The first two defeats, of course, Joseph Parker uh, suffered at the hands of Anthony Joshua, and that was a decision loss. And the second one, of course, at the hands of Dillian White, and that was a decision loss. But he holds victories over Andy Ruiz, and now he had an awesome fight against Joe Joyce, uh, and he has victories over Derek Chisora, back-to-back victories. Those are awesome, awesome fights that, uh, that Joseph Parker has been involved in. He's your, your ultimate professional in there. And I would love to see him against anybody. Uh, so he'll bounce back. He seems like he's in good spirits. There's no reason why people should be pointing the finger and pressuring him to, to hang up the gloves. He's not at that stage yet. He's got a lot to offer. And it was evident by the fight that he just, uh, put on yesterday and the efforts that he put on, including that effort that he was trying to answer the bell, even though he was hurt, he was wobbled, he was dazed, and he was heavily cut. And he still tried to answer that that knockdown, but unable unable to do so in time. So congratulations to the juggernaut. He looked spectacular last night. And congratulations to one Amanda Serrano. And uh, and of course, let's see what Anthony Cassetti, uh does with that with with that uh, small version title, the IBL title that he has now. Let's see if he gets into a big fight, uh, and uh, and and shows us what what he's got if he belongs in the top echelon of the division or not. This was a good victory for him, and uh, and we'll see 
we'll see where his career goes from there. For Amanda Serrano, I believe this was her 10th title. Uh, and she just continues to, to write her legacy, cement her legacy, and add to the history books for not just women's boxing, but boxing in general. So congrats and congrats to the UK. What a great fan base and what a great crowd that was cheering on uh, everybody throughout the night, but especially during the Joe Joyce, Joseph Parker. That thing was off the hook. I wish I could have been there live. So I'll let you guys go with this. Uh, stay tuned. More episodes coming your way here in the coming days. And thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the love, for all the support, for the continued downloads, and for continuing to spread the word. Continue to do so. Talk to your friends, coworkers, loved ones, uh, and, um, and continue to spread the word as the show continues to grow. And I'm glad each and every time that I get to sit on this side of the microphone uh, in knowing that I have you on the other end uh, as, as my listener. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and have a great rest of your weekend. And uh, I will catch you on the next episode. Salud.